Hello again. Hello. Welcome back to Sleepy Stories. Yes, and this troll wants to be our special guest. <laughs> I'm Matt. Hello. That one's Lydia. And she has a troll who wants to be our special guest, which is just fine. Does she have anything she wants to do before we get started reading? No. Okay, well, she's certainly welcome to join us as we read. I have rainbow hair and an earring. I was going to say, I like her earring. That's all she wanted to say. Okay. Well, it's a nice earring. I agree. All right, so we are on to Chapter 12 of The Princess and Curdy. You want to try to read that? More? Mm-hmm. More? Cratits. More cratits. More creatures. More. That's a funny way to spell a word, isn't it? I don't see the CH. Yeah, the T is pronounced ch here. I know. English makes no sense. I guess you're weird right now. Thank you, Katana. All right, more creatures is our chapter 12. Are they good? What's your guess? Were the last ones good? Uh, I think yes. Well, Lina's good, but the birds were not. So no, they weren't. Okay, so I think that he has something to worry about for sure. One day from morning till night, they had been passing through a forest. As soon as the sun was down, Curdy began to be aware that there were more in it than themselves. First he saw only the swift rush of a figure across the trees at some distance. Then he saw another, and then another at shorter intervals. Then he saw others, both farther off and nearer. At last, missing Lina and looking about after her, he saw an appearance as marvelous as herself steal up to her, and began conversing with her after some beast fashion, which evidently she understood. Presently, what seemed a quarrel arose between them, and stranger noises followed, mingled with growling. At length it came to a fight, which had not lasted long, however, before the creature of the wood threw itself upon its back and held up its paws to Lina. She instantly walked on, and the creature got up and followed her. Hmm. They had not gone far before another strange animal appeared approaching Lina, when precisely the same thing was repeated, the vanquished animal rising and falling with the former. Again and yet again and again, a fresh animal came up, seemed to be reasoned, and certainly was fought with and overcome by Lina, until at last, before they were out of the wood, she was followed by forty-nine of the most grotesquely ugly the most extravagantly abnormal animals imagination can conceive. To describe them were a hopeless task. I knew a boy who used to make animals out of heather roots. Whenever he could find four legs, he was pretty sure to find a head and a tail. His beasts were a most comic menagerie, and right fruitful of laughter. But they were not so grotesque and extravagant as Lina and her followers. One of them, for instance, was like a boa constrictor, walking on four little stumpy legs near its tail. 
about the same distance from its head were two little wings, which it was forever fluttering as if trying to fly with them. Curdie thought it fancied it did fly with them, when it was merely plodding on busily with its four little stumps. How it managed to keep up, he could not think. Till once, when he missed it from the group, the same moment he caught sight of something at a distance, plunging at an awful serpentine rate through the trees. And presently, from behind a huge ash, this same creature fell again into the group, quietly waddling along on its four stumps. Watching it after this, he saw that when he was not able to keep up any longer, and they had all got a little space ahead, it shot into the wood away from the root, and made a great round serpentine alone in huge billows of motion, devouring the ground, undulating awfully, galloping as if it were all legs together, and its four stumps nowhere. In this mad fashion it shot ahead, and a few minutes later toddled in again among the rest, walking peacefully and somewhat painfully on its few fours. From the time it takes to describe one of them, it will be readily seen that it would hardly do to attempt a description of each of the forty-nine. They were not a goodly company, but well worth contemplating, nevertheless, and Curdie had been too long used to the goblins' creatures in the mines and on the mountain to feel the least uncomfortable at being followed by such a herd. On the contrary, the marvelous vagaries of shape they manifested amused him greatly, and shortened the journey much. Before they were all gathered, however, it had got so dark that he could see some of them only a part of the time, and every now and then, as the company wandered on, he would be startled by some extraordinary limb or feature, undreamed of by him before, thrusting itself out of the darkness into the range of his kin. Probably there were some of his old acquaintances among them, although such had been the conditions of semi-darkness, in which alone he had ever seen any of them, that it was not like he would be able to identify any of them. On they marched solemnly, almost in silence, for either with feet or voice, the creatures seldom made any noise. By the time they reached the outside of the wood, it was morning twilight, into the open trooped the strange torrent of deformity, each one following Lina. Suddenly she stopped, turned towards them, and said something which they understood, although to Curdie's ears the sounds she made seemed to have no articulation. Instantly they all turned and vanished in the forest, and Lina alone came trotting lithely and clumsily after her master. Okay, kiddo. That was chapter 12 of The Princess and Curdy, and I believe you are tired of being awake. What's chapter 13? Our next chapter, chapter 13, will be The Baker's Wife. Can you read me some more They were now passing through a lovely country. All right, everyone. Well, this has been Sleepy Stories. Y'all have pleasant dreams, you hear? <laughs>